0: In today's episode, we will be talking with somebody special, right? Who's going to give us a little bit of information about his book.
1: And it's, it's always great to do interviews. You know? Yes,
0: it's great, especially on today. This right. is our Valentine's episode, do so you know what the um, day um, is? don't get sued! Don't get sued! All right. All so right. yeah, we're going to have a good time talk about some you know marriage stuff marriage stuff some things yeah yeah
1: yeah so i think y'all going to like this show um you know it's not too long so you can listen to it i mean i don't know call it foreplay but oh, yeah oh wow fun. let's get into it bye hey i'm a shay i'm quintel and we are ghost readers ghost readers yeah <laughs> so listen happy valentine's day happy
0: valentine's
1: Mm. day you don't really um
0: i don't care
1: at all your children might though because your birthday right up the street it's right up the street so So, nothing
0: Hmm? like what (laughs) i mean what what am i required to do you bought me some candy last week you don't even like candy I mean, certain stuff. That's Not here. like the chocolates. No, you just bought me some gummy worms. Oh, like I just bought you, worms. so
1: you're really good.
0: <laughs> wow. I haven't even opened them yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, candy is... Mm, it's extra. Flowers are cute. Mm-hmm. But again, all things can be reserved for the day that matters.
1: Right. So, well... As far see, as I'm concerned. Well, you know, I don't ask but you know you could get me stuff for valentine's day and
0: i have intentions of doing that Mm -hmm. usually but um
1: then i don't i mean (laughs) you know i like candy
0: yeah but i'm also an advocate of you being around a little bit longer and being able to breathe and not
1: so you buying me candy once a year is going to kill me
0: May, it may.
1: I don't think when so. When
0: you tack it on to all the other junk. Oh, stop. Didn't you not just buy candy? What's in the cabinet right now? Didn't you just Nuts. buy candy? No, I have no candy. Hmm. You mm-hmm. just had some within the last week. Because you was the, the out chocolate. Stop it. So you got to have candy every and week. Is that what I you're don't. telling me?
1: And then, you know what? One one thing I can I'll... only
0: see one of your eyes. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've worked on is um, when I get sweets, like, I'll share with the kids.
0: To so, make yourself feel better. No,
1: not to make myself feel better so that it goes. Cause when I want candy, I just want candy in that, that, moment, that moment. I don't need to eat the whole bag or the whole need to. box. You are right. You are correct. Or whatever. So if I spread that out amongst five other people, mm-hmm. then I've ate my candy. I've had you a, a moment candy. where I shared with my kids and it, it got out. So that's I think it's good for everybody.
0: All oh, right, know, if you say so. So nah. But yeah. I do I buy you stuff well, no, I really don't buy you candy. But see, the other thing is you you extra with it candy and stuff sometimes. Well, it's either one extreme or the other. You mm. get way off with it and buy the most what weird is? thing that's um. on the shelf and then nobody don't like it. Or you gotta have the chocolatiers original scooped chocolate.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna the tell delicatessen. you yeah well okay so the weird candy thing is an old old thing my cousins used to be like what is wrong with you we would go to the movies and i would be like oh what's that and i never had it before and that's why i wanted to have it you know and they would be like i don't like I mean, a whole box
0: that? or container or something—that un- unfamiliar. And
1: sometimes I would roll, and it would be bad. No, I would what? get it, and I wouldn't like it. That, you know.
0: So that's still occurring. So, what percentage would you say you're at with a successful trial of random foods, chocolates, candy? No, I think I
1: don't. I don't think that happens often. It doesn't happen often where I get stuff and I'm like, mm, I don't like that. So the
0: that. last time you got something new, though, it was like... What What was it? I don't know what it was because I didn't eat it. hmm But I think I didn't you didn't it. like it.
1: mm Or at least it
0: was, you weren't going to finish it. Okay. And it wasn't like $2 either. Mm. I'm
1: going to tell you, sometimes the brand is not the same. So sometimes I might like a product. Like, like, I have to be real careful. You know, I like nuts. And I have to be careful with the ones that I buy because... Sometimes I'm like, oh, a cashew is not a cashew, <laughs> you know? So, All
0: cashews are not created equal.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: When so, you get raw and salt and, see, and pepper and... Well, it's kind of the brand. Like, I know
1: I like Emerald. I like their stuff. I like Publix brand stuff, you know? And, well, no, not just Publix brand. Some of their stuff is okay, but the, you know, the stuff they got over by the fruit section.
0: Mm-hmm, like the And the little plastic fruit?
1: thing. Yeah, like those mixes are good, but I've gotten, you know, mixed nuts or different stuff, and it did—it just didn't taste right.
0: Yeah, like trail mixes, those are—you just never know. Yeah, it's—it's it's, yeah, those are hit or miss.
1: Yeah, the people gotta have their stuff together.
0: So. Now the ones at PJs. Yeah, I think those have pretty much been good.
1: Those are good,
0: and we've tried most of them. Yeah, if not all.
1: And if we don't like it, it would be like we don't like that mixed. But it's not like the brand is all off, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, yeah, we, we like a good nut. Oh, my you know. Speaking that. of that, um, <laughs> <laughs> so today Must we he? got some. I think that was a, a I, amazing segue. I, mm-hmm. yeah. So so today, um, we, we had an interview a couple weeks back. So so we're doing this thing. Where if we both read a book, mm-hmm. then I'm like, you know what? Let's see if we can get the author to come talk with us, right? You know. So I read this book, and I told you before, like, sex is a topic that I like. And you're a guy, you like you No, know, like to actually read about and mm-hmm. be educated about. So I read this book called She Comes First, and the author is uh, Ian Kerner. Yes. And good book, you know, great approach to maybe how a man you know should approach sex you know with the woman you mm-hmm. know so i was like oh this is good and it was good for me and i was like okay even though it's an instruction manual for me i was like yo you should read it you know because talking then, to me yeah, when
0: you say yo
1: yeah yo you
0: might have heard said
1: bro i almost said your whole name that's unnecessary Ooh. quintel <laughs> <laughs> you need to read this because if i'm doing this you know then you could even say you know do this do that you know based on what i mean yes you're a woman you know your I body am. i do you know but to to have like an extra insight of an approach might be a good thing
0: yeah i mean it was it was interesting it was informative had some little little tidbits in there and you know I mean, he breaks down the whole thing, so
1: he does. You know, he does. If
0: you do want to read it? Check it out.
1: Well, listen. Okay, so let's let's jump into this interview. All right, so it's a, it's a treat for y'all for Valentine's Day.
0: Happy Valentine. Happy
1: Valentine's Day. So, all right, let's do it. All right, so y'all you know we are voracious readers. We read big a lot. words.
0: We use big words today.
1: We read okay. everything. <laughs> yeah, and um. Like normally, you know, I read what I read. You read what you read, and mm-hmm. neither the two, neither the Twain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But every now and then, I will read something, and I'll be like, "Hey, you need to read this. This is a uh, this is good." And you know, you know? I always
0: say, "Are you sure?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of those was um this book called She Comes First, which mm-hmm. I don't think I had to really convince you
0: mm-hmm. to uh,
1: read that one at all. No, no,
2: not so much.
1: <laughs> so. So, yeah, so, you know, had you read that, you know, and then I was like, well, you know, coming into the new year, I was like, why don't we, if we've read the book together, and why don't we see if we can talk with the author? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? and just get some insight on what they thought, you know, and writing the book and, you know, in our weird way, interview them. Yes. You know, it ain't going be, to be
0: weird. It's not going to be weird.
1: Uh, it ain't going to be like, you know, the typical questions because we're not the
0: typical people yeah and that's fine yeah don't be scared
1: so listen so today we have the renowned Dr. Ian Kerner (laughs) Um, who wrote She Comes First and we're gonna uh, talk with him today about his book
2: yes so thank you first of all for indulging Uh, us it's my (laughs) pleasure and I'm definitely not renowned in my own home (laughs) Be renowned somewhere. Right, right,
0: right. Yeah. It still counts. It still counts. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So, you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah. I just. So, listen. So, um, I was wondering, just just off the top, have you got like any negative responses from the book from dudes? Like, I've heard. I think it was like. And listen, if, if I'm wrong, you know, I might get emails from people that don't listen to the show, but, uh, but like, I think it was like DJ Khaled and like a couple rappers was like, you know, I don't, I don't go down on women. It's like, what? And like, have you met men like that who are like, nah, that book is foolishness. And what was your response?
2: Well, so here's the interesting thing. So first of all, I wrote the book in 2002 Mm -hmm. and it was published in 2004. So, you know, a lot has changed, uh, over the times. You know, generally, the resistance I sometimes get to the book is not from men. It's from women who um, are uncomfortable or don't enjoy uh, receiving direct clitoral stimulation via oral sex and say that I'm making too much of it. Um, The other complaint that I've got, gotten more recently, which has been interesting. And it's, again, largely uh, from women. It's sort of, um, I guess, some some feminist writers, and, and I think of myself as a, a real feminist, so I, I can validate this, who say that, you know, my book is sort of responsible for um, creating a trend in which men see women as orgasm objects. And it puts a pressure on women to perform or to have orgasms for men and i certainly didn't write it with that intention you know because i wrote it from a place of being terrible at sex and being in despair around sex and realizing that i knew nothing about female sexuality and really humbly um you know, wanting to learn. But, you know, it's interesting as times change, you know, uh, and a book's been around for a while, uh, you know, people can have uh, different different, different kinds of criticisms. That's wild. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> like you wrote a book about, hey, let me tell you how to do things better. And people are like, nah, we don't want better.
0: <laughs> I think at the very least, the anatomical explanations and My like, baby. okay, this is what this is and this is how this responds and what it does and this is where this is. Like, it seems basic. It's one of those things like, you know, it's nobody like Dora really the explorer.
1: Learns. <laughs> On the map.
0: yeah, I love it. It lays it all out for you. So. You are
1: the Dora the Explorer, like the, the Dora, explorer of, of Dora adult explorer. sexual education.
2: One <laughs> um, <laughs> way to look at it. You know, I have also heard complaints both from men and women that I am um, downplaying the importance and the pleasures of uh, intercourse because I so strongly maintain that the clitoris is the powerhouse of the female orgasm and that it responds uh, and and that the sensitive nerve endings are on the uh, external parts of the vulva and not internal and that the vagina, the vaginal canal really has relatively few sensitive nerve endings because it's ultimately designed to, you know, produce a child, uh, a baby, which is quite painful, actually. So you don't need more sensitive nerve. Right. Yeah, that there. makes sense. But I do hear from a lot of people, you know, saying, hey, you're totally missing, you know, the importance of intercourse and the pleasure of intercourse. And I do have two things to say to that. One is, I think that intercourse can be, you know, very powerful and very connecting, Um, but I just look at it as a sexual behavior of many, you know, a penis and a vagina. It's the same to me as a mouth on a penis, a mouth on a vulva, hand on a penis, like it's just you know one and the same and then the thing that i would say is really though when you look go- going back to being Dora the explorer when you look at the clitoris not only does it have an external structure but it really has internal structures right and so the clitoris mm-hmm. is kind of structured like um like a wishbone right. with legs and those legs are internal and they're they're elastic and they wrap around the entrance to the vagina and so when there's friction inside the vagina that friction is creating vibration within those clitoral structures so i still maintain that even the actual physiological pleasures of intercourse are still coming from clitoral stimulation so people sometimes get mad at me for like just being (laughs) forthright you know
1: i just i love i love the approach like we you know So we both real churchy, you know, and one of my biggest complaints is the fact that we don't really just kind of analyze stuff and we have opinions about things that we don't know anything about. Like I'm reading a book now. It's it's a collection of essays about pornography. And wherever you fall on that, the point is most people have a very strong opinion about pornography and they really technically don't know what it is. From Mm -hmm. a studied standpoint, you know, so same here. People have big opinions about sex without ever reading anything, nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, just just their homeboy, whatever their homeboy told them, you know.
2: Totally. And, you know, with porn, it's interesting, porn and religion. I read that there was a study that. Sort of notice that over the years, all the uh, references to porn being sinful have now been replaced with porn being addictive. So it's really replacing the words and sort of using a quote science to still kind of make the same point right. that it's bad and it's wrong. And I and I think you know the the the, the alarm over porn is just about the historical alarm over masturbation, and really just a focus that sex should only be procreative, you know, which is just not true as far as I'm concerned. It's all about the pleasure. My friend, Emily Nagoski, who wrote a great book, Come As You Are, she says, pleasure is the measure.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna check that one out too. Yeah. 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 Do you notice that like, um, because I know you you have your practice and you see... Everybody. So do you notice that, like maybe in people who have like a strong religious background, that there's that limitation or, you know, they respond differently than other of your clients?
2: You know, actually, not really. It's interesting. Um, With religious patients who aren't like orthodox Mm -hmm. or evangelical, but just like sort of moderate religious patients, really value the importance of sexuality and sexuality for pleasure. It's just within the context of marriage, mm-hmm. you know, so very often. So I've actually done some discussions with church groups. It's It's been a long time and they were very welcoming of me and my ideas, as long as we're talking about it within the context of uh, marriage. So they won't let
1: you talk to the singles ministry, just the marriage <laughs> ministry. <laughs> Don't which give,
2: don't give no ideas.
1: <laughs> which I still think you need to know. You know what I mean? It's like the the first time you know about a car shouldn't be when you buy one. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. So your 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 main I guess focus is specifically on on oral sex. So so why oral as opposed to like manual stimulation or toys or anything like
0: that?
2: Yeah, and so with. With She Comes First, I, I want to say, yes, there is a strong focus on oral sex. I'm you know, not going to you know, deny that. And were I writing the book today, I might not de-emphasize oral sex. But in my new book, I, I do really, really make clitoral stimulation the core of the message. And it, it just happened... That at the time I was writing, there were also a lot of studies just sort of saying that oral sex was uh, the most popular sex act amongst women in terms of pleasure and orgasm. And certainly, you know, I wrote from personal experience as well, and it was true of my experience. But um, so, so yeah, there is a big emphasis on oral sex, and I think it's a, a beautiful connecting act, I think. Giving pleasure is as uh, sexy as receiving pleasure. And uh, so I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a strong promoter of oral sex. But really, more importantly, I'm, I'm a, 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 an evangelist of uh, clitoral stimulation. And we, we, were, we were supposed to kind of just,
1: I guess, just for homework and, and <laughs> research and just to be prepared for the interview. We we're supposed to work on some of your techniques last night, but she was tired, you
0: know. She is so extra
2: sometimes. So anyway. <laughs> Can I tell you something funny about that? Yeah, please. I get emails. So there's like one typo in the book. It's on like, and it's deep in the techniques. See, we
1: did audio. We did audio. So we didn't see that. Yeah. So I,
2: I didn't even I wrote down the page because we've never done like a reprint of the book, but it's like deep in the techniques. And it's just like, it's just like missing a comma that sort of changes the meaning. Wow. And I get so many emails from guys really? saying on page 189 and describing this technique. You said, I think it was like, um, lick down instead, but I think you meant lick up or something like, that. <laughs> amazing. and I'm like, you know, I appreciate it. If I can ever reprint the book, I will. But you know, you don't have to take it word. Right. right, right. literal. <laughs>
1: Right, you're in the neighborhood. She's gonna be
0: happy <laughs> in the end. That's the point. So yeah. when you when you do, I'm sure this is this still the most popular of your books
2: that you've written. You know it is, and that's a that's a double edged sword. On the one hand. It's a blessing to have a book that's remained popular over uh, 20, years, 20 years, you know, and that it's a book, it's not a TikTok video or a YouTube thing, you know, so that's really amazing. It's, it's, it's a mixed blessing though, because that's the thing that people know me for and they talk about it as though I just wrote it yesterday <laughs> and they want right. to write. Like, and so I don't really get to like update who I am and what mm. I'm about and what mm. I'm writing about, you know?
1: It makes me feel, you you know who Bobby McFerrin is?
2: Totally. I love
1: Bobby McFerrin. Don't Worry, Be Happy is not his favorite song. You know, and and he's so much bigger than that. But (laughs) that's who he is, quote unquote, to people, you know?
2: Oh, I know. No, his best stuff is like with Yo-Yo Ma and like. Right. The Sweet and I love, yeah, but it's exactly that, right? Like you just get known for one thing. And I I don't know, like, look. It's a good thing, though. It's a good thing, right? It's a good problem to have, especially in the world of books because every other book I wrote can't make a noise, you know? Um, So what about the other one, the
0: uh, Passionista? Because that's the other side, right?
2: That was originally called He Comes Next. Right. When I went to paperback, it was actually my decision and I regret it a little bit. I pushed to retitle it because at the time She Comes First was Popular, but like you can take the title She Comes First and it makes sense, right? You don't need any more context. It just makes sense. If you take the title He Comes Next and you don't know that there is a book called (laughs) She Comes First, you're sort of like, what is this about? He comes, like, it just doesn't make sense. So I I sort of advocated to retitle it Passionista, but now I kind of wish we had kept it, He Comes Next. And I asked them if they could go back to that, and they said, no way, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because that would be, yeah, like as a pairing, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. 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 but they're not equivalent books, you know? One is like, as you mentioned, very dedicated to oral sex, a specific kind of stimulation, and uh, He Comes Next or Passionista is more broadly about male sexuality uh, you need to read that um so do you have any
1: video content or tutorials for she comes first
2: i do not i do not um i never got to make videos uh it would be hard to make a video uh without it like being porn you know yeah 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 there have been people on YouTube who have done like animations and stuff at times and there's been some TikTok videos but um you know I myself have not gone much outside of the book format I'm kind of just old school that mm-hmm. way. So
0: what percentage like if you broke down what you do how much would you say is author versus therapist, versus speaker, versus whatever else goes next?
2: (laughs) I would say lately therapist is about 90%. Okay. Maybe even like 95%. And you know, 2021 was probably, um, well, the biggest years I've had in terms of writing were like 2004 and five and six when She Comes First came out. And I was doing a lot of traditional media like radio and uh, TV, both to promote the book, but just to sort of be like a a talking head around sex. And then like as things became all about social media, I kind of never got into that. So I kind of just, you know, went into the background and built my practice. And then in 2021, I published a new book that I'm really proud of. It's called so tell me about the last time you had sex. I had the opportunity to do a TED Talk, which was incredible and like uh, a proper post-COVID TED conference. Nice. And that was sort of like me doing like spending more time on, on media and writing, especially writing the book. But my, my my resolution for 2022 and even into 2023 has been just to really quiet it down. I, I, I like to just um, writing is so hard. For me, speaking makes me nervous. Reading the audiobooks, you do audiobooks, right? Yeah. That was such a frustrating experience. For <laughs> that me. was going to be my next question. <laughs> like, that's what we want to know. Like, how was it?
0: I mean, you you're used to speaking and talking to people. Like, was it just totally uh,
2: Well, the most recent one I did was for the new book. I don't really remember doing She Comes First, but it was the same experience going into a studio. I'm all alone. I'm going to be in there for like 4 or 5 days. And you can't mess up a word without having to repeat the sentence. And I'm a good reader, and I have fairly good, you know, articulation. So I can't imagine how some people get through their audiobooks Because I see how people read and speak sometimes. And and I was stumbling. I mean, it's very difficult to get through a paragraph without (laughs) messing up a word or two, then having to start over. And so then the only way to get through it for me is to kind of go into like a robot-like trance state Mm -hmm. where I'm taking out like a lot of the emphasis on things and I'm just kind of reading... Words to get through the sentences, and it always goes like two days longer than it needs to go. It's me in that room, my throat hurts, Mm -hmm. I never eat enough, so my stomach is grumbling and they're taking it again. (laughs) That might pick up on the microphone, (laughs) yeah. So it's, it's, I find it to be a very hard experience, and then I don't like the sound of my own voice, Mm -hmm. and you know, so I wish like an actor would do it or something. (laughs) Wow.
1: um, Do you, so when you you read it or even other things you've read, do you editorialize at all or do you just read what's on the paper? Do you say, you know what, this
2: is what I wrote, but side note, yeah, do you do that at all? They never really gave me permission to do that. It's
1: your book. You can do what you want. I don't know. They make
2: it very official and they have a director there who's directing me and they give me the script. They take the book and they break it out into like... Kind of like a script and...
1: With like numbers. a Kindle? Do you read it on a Kindle or is there actual paper?
2: When I'm doing the... Um, that's an interesting question. Like an
1: iPad? Because, you know, paper or rustle sometimes, you know?
2: Right now when I'm doing... I think when I was doing it the first time She Comes First, it was paper um, and, and we would break to, to like turn the page. But the last time it was on an iPad mm-hmm. and, and I just was reading it on an iPad. Yeah. So you think if
0: maybe there was less, less structure around it, like I say, go in, you know, read off the book or not, you know, we'll just make it, it's, it's additional content, right? Right. So yeah. you think it would make it less stressful, perhaps, if you yeah. have more freedom?
2: Yeah. I, I think when there's an emphasis, when you can allow to be human, when you're allowed to mess up, I think it makes things realer. Like I noticed when I was doing my TED Talk, you know, there's no cue cards, there's no teleprompter. They want you to have everything memorized and they're like, memorize every word, you know, get it down. And so I approached it kind of like Rocky. Like I just did like 26 hours straight, just doing it over and over again, talking to friends on the phone, going to the bathroom, showering just over and over again. And I got it perfect and I was nervous, but I got it perfect. And then there were people who got on stage and actually messed up. And then the audience thought they were human and the audience mm-hmm. clapped for them and laughed with them and gave them like a big standing ovation because they had triumphed. They had messed up and they had triumphed. And I did it perfectly, but I think that creates like a disconnect. Right. It was silence.
0: Know, at all. Everybody's yeah. just listening. There's no real engagement. Yeah. I watched, I watched it. I was, And I wondered that I was like, is he really like just coming off the top of his head with all of this Or did he memorize it? That was one of the questions that I was wondering about. So it was pre-planned only your brain.
2: They edit every word. You're Mm. you're edited down to every word. There's no room for improvisation in a text.
1: Interesting. Okay. Because a lot of times it, it feels so natural. But I guess if you've if you've memorized it, you've internalized it to a level where when you say it,
2: you know, it is natural. Yeah, I definitely think it was natural. And I think I hit all the lines that I thought were going to be funny, and that when I did it with friends mm-hmm. or colleagues were funny. But there was something that just was unnatural about being so on the money about it in terms of the audience connection. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's sort of true of audiobooks as well. You don't get a chance to just sort of break that fourth wall and, mm-hmm. you know, just be human.
1: Yeah, I normally tell authors like like to me, that's the benefit of like if you're a speaker or a coach or something, when you read your own book, if you editorialize, then you end up with a different product than the actual paper book. Let me ask you this. You know, normally when you do stuff like this or any type of thing, sponsors show up based on what you did. Like, have you had any sponsorship opportunities? If so, what was like the weirdest one as a result of you (laughs) writing this book or these books?
2: Yeah, um, I haven't done that in a long time. But like back in like my previous two thousand and five, two thousand and six life, um, I kind of wanted to shy away from sponsoring products just because I wanted to be neutral. And also, a lot of the products get really kind of like sex chairs and slings and the rose flashlights and things yeah. like that. But I did have a really nice sponsorship with um, KY for about uh, okay. five years, and and that was good, and it it paid well, and you know they were they were good products. Um, the weirdest one was probably KY because they had this like. Um, I hope I don't get sued or anything, but like they had this (laughs) lubricant that was all about like a a warming sensation. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Like it heats up and like uh, too much information. I kind of like tested it with my (laughs) wife a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, my vagina's going nuclear here. Wow. (laughs) I think that's
0: what I said. I was like, why do I need more heat? I'm good. (laughs) We got enough enough going on already. I understand. That makes sense. So do you, would you recommend or has that been like a part of therapy for some to recommend toys or things like that?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I recommend toys, vibrators, uh, things like that all the time. Yeah, I'm a big fan, uh, not just of oral sex, but certainly manual stimulation. I'm a big fan of people bringing toys into the bedroom, into their partnered sex, not just for self-pleasure, you know, more and more... um, People are using uh, toys in a partnered context. Nice.
1: Indeed. Have you picked up any nicknames as a
2: result of your work? No. You know, I think that, no. I, I think on the back of my book, uh, I don't remember. But no no, no nicknames that really... Uh, no nicknames. You're not hanging around the right people. You don't have nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a very... Yeah, like, I love my patients. I love my work. I love my office. I love just being here. So I, I'm kind of like a quieter person. Mm. Than, you okay. know, a lot of other authors, especially as I get older. Yeah. And, yeah, and I don't like, you know, TV and all that doesn't mean as, as much to me. I used to think it mattered so much to like, get on TV. But you know what, it doesn't sell books. I've mm-hmm. never found, I mean, I've never found that, like, any direct marketing, like, you know what actually only helped to sell books was when I got to do, like, five minutes on Howard Stern when he was still in when okay. he would- he went satellite I'm sure on satellite too he's a big influencer but I only did like five minutes with him it was right when he was having all these problems with the FCC his people told me like we will cut you off in a second if you Mm. say the wrong word like we don't need more fines and he only spent five minutes with me and he kind of spent the whole time insulting me and humiliating (laughs) me Sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of books, you know. So I'm not going to complain. But other than that, like things like the Today Show and mm-hmm. Doctor Oz and I don't know, you name it. None of that really. Really, led I think to I think
1: Oprah would have worked.
2: Yeah, Oprah did the. This is my favorite
0: book. That's a, <laughs>
2: <the> Oprah <laughs> effect. Never brought me on. I, I tried. I tried mm-hmm. with Oprah. She never brought me on.
0: Maybe she wasn't ready i don't
2: know right. <laughs> um she so has a stable of people she right. had like bermans she always has her her people kind crew. Of the yeah so
0: you do this this is your thing this is your space but as if you read books like is this what you like to read as well along these lines or what's your favorite genre of books to read
2: um, it definitely used to be fiction. Um, I used to be a huge fiction reader, like really literature, not so much con- like, like European literature or mid century literature, some contemporary. Um, now lately I read more nonfiction. I'm just bought a book yesterday, The, the Zen of Therapy. It's by a psychiatrist who integrates a Buddhist perspective into his. Psychotherapy. I don't usually read therapy books or self-help books, but you know, when somebody like this, a really well-known psychiatrist who's really getting deep into Buddhism and that, you know, something like that interests me. Um, I I started playing piano during COVID, so I read read about jazz a lot and music a lot. And uh, who's your
1: favorite jazz artist?
2: Um, That's a big question. I mean, I definitely think I love. um, Well. I live in a building where Charles Mingus lived on the floor. Get (laughs) out. And I really do love Mingus a lot. And I I love that whole just like bebop pushing into sort of free jazz, but still having like some of the structure. So I love like Thelonious Monk. and Monk,
1: yeah, Monk's Monk's my dude,
2: yeah. (laughs) I've been seeing like, I like some contemporary people a lot. There's this guy, Robert Glasper. Um, who's out there? I, anyway, it's I, I love it. I love it. I thought I'd learn to improvise and can't improvise. But, uh, <laughs> I like it. I like well, it.
0: No, next time we're gonna have to hear some tunes. Oh no, I
2: haven't <laughs> like that with any band, <laughs> Um,
0: so I know you just wrote the the book, the most recent book. Um, would you ever consider like venturing off and maybe within the same context? But writing more something, um, more fiction or just like a story, you know, around,
2: you know, in the past, I've done some dabbling with like uh, pitching and selling TV shows sort of based on like the life of a sex therapist in his own marriage and in his practice uh, when I was growing up, there was a show called the Bob Newhart show that was yeah. really old, but like, it's just kind of fun. It wasn't too serious. It wasn't making him out to be like crazy or anything, but it was just like his kind of quirky life with the, in his practice and with his friends. And I always wanted to do something like that. And um, I, um, I love writing. I mean, my first um, career was as a playwright and I love theater writing. And so I've written a lot of plays and screenplays but a, a long time ago and at this point i'm pretty burnt out on writing to be honest i, I don't I, I really my last book i really like a lot um has a lot of what i wanted to say in it and there isn't an, an idea that's you know itching to get out there and writing's really hard and you put so much work into it and it's it's hard to make an impact as well so it's a real labor of love
0: yeah, yeah, I think we realize that even, I mean, books, TV, like some of the things, like how did you, the concept is just beyond me. So even when and we're narrating audio it all the way
1: to life. Too, yeah, it's like. It's one
2: thing to have an idea, but.
0: Yeah, we want, like, it makes us want to do our job better. Just knowing like the process is crazy. I can't even imagine.
2: So, so <laughs> do, you just, do you just bring in authors and have them do their audiobooks basically? Well, we, we
0: actually narrate for authors you know or you know podcasts intros oh, oh, so you're reading time. the
2: books out loud and stuff, yes you know? yeah. oh, you should have read my books then hey, right save me some, some it's work. never
0: it's never too late we can always <laughs>
2: indeed let's
1: talk <laughs> well listen dr kerner thank you so much for yes, your time we fun. enjoyed talking with you we, we're honored
2: Uh, Thank you. This was really great. A lot of fun. And, uh, you know, keep going. And maybe on the next book, I'll send it your way and you can read it. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. All
0: right.
2: Take care. Thank Thank you. you. You too. Have a good
0: one. Well, wasn't that grand? already got to talk to a celebrity. A celebrity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He don't like that. Sure,
0: he's a celebrity in his own right. But nobody would know anything because Mache just be cutting stuff off and be like, all right, well, see you later. Uh, And then people don't get do their little plugs and stuff. So, you know, we got you, Dr. Kerner, up in this piece. Well,
1: can I explain myself?
0: I don't know. Should you have to?
1: Nah, it's like, so um you know when you got the uh the, the free zoom account
0: mm-hmm. they
1: start counting you down at I 10 mean, minutes and it just i think i got nervous because i was like oh, i want to get cut off and we had plenty of time we had like five minutes left i could have i could have let him
0: let him say anything
1: know. well okay well tell the like, people like you
0: know okay so <laughs> as if you're interested in learning more about dr kerner um you can reach him at ian that's i-a-n k-e-r-n-e-r.com mm-hmm. he's also on twitter and ig twitter he is at ian kerner and ig he is i am kerner l-m-f-t no it's just Ian.
1: that's just bad. that's that's autocorrect
0: what it's not i am
1: no it's i think ian. that's
0: pretty dope though i liked it
1: but he ain't do that though
0: oh uh, well it's I A N Kerner K E R N E R L M F T Ian Kerner L M F T on Instagram. Instagram, y'all catch him, see what he be. He does a lot of stuff. Like even when we were researching. It was all of his interviews and podcasts and
1: he got a TED talk
0: stuff and the TED talk, all the things. But he keeps it all. It's all on his site. You can see. It's like, wow, man, you just stay busy. Listen, he come, yeah, come to y'all church. They're in therapy. Yeah, y'all
1: heard that. He come to y'all church.
0: The church needs the things. Mm-hmm. Everybody need it. Yeah. Some more than others, truthfully speaking.
1: You know, we um last weekend we had like a. like a a marriage ministry thing at our church and like all the couples got together. And and with me and people in general and specifically church, I always have to ask, how weird can I be? You know what I mean? And I always
0: have to wonder, how weird is he going to (laughs) be?
1: Slash open, right? Slash like how much can I really share? Because sometimes it's not weird. Sometimes it's just, these are just facts and this is information that i I'd, I'd love to share but I don't know if you're ready for it you know and and i'm gonna be honest like I gained a new respect for um our church and just the leadership because you know they just they just allowed us to be open and honest it's like it's weird like you know with churches not talked about this before like sex and and being married is such an important thing but we don't want to talk about it Mm-hmm. You know, just brass tacks. And it was, there was one part in the conversation where someone was like, Well, how exactly does one?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I said, Well, based on physiologically and positioning, and and went on to specifically say,
0: but You it know, it was a conversation It had was a
1: conversation.
0: Information shared.
1: And no giggling, <laughs> no discomfort. That seems to be.
0: Well, you know, that's, I mean, yes, church, but. Like you said, that's just people. Yeah. It's not, it's so, it's so taboo to be so prevalent in everything. Right. You can't talk about it, but you can see it. You can watch it. You can do it on TV, all out in the streets. Right. Everywhere. You can read about it. It's, it's everywhere else except for in conversation. Right.
1: You can't think critically about it and say, okay, based on this is the approach and, uh uh-uh. uh, it's weird. It- that is really weird. Yeah. Something that's and
0: even the conversation is not. It's usually you know either you bragging or complaining. <laughs> it's not not necessarily for informational purposes. If you're not in that space doing a thing, yeah. So yeah, okay. If we go to a conference or if this is my lane as a professional, then I'm talking to you about it or you know doing some kind of educational thing on purpose yeah but just sitting around we talk about everything under the sun that's you know even if you're married you know just the conversations around everything and then you get to this little spot over here right and it's like suddenly all the lights go off it's like we are gonna sneak through this section till we get to something and we gotta
1: guess and nobody actually you know says anything you know it's it's weird and Uh, I I mean we
0: talked about that before too yeah marriage counseling
1: oh uh, yeah yeah yeah
0: christian or not like that should come up in a serious way it like <laughs> not just like okay yes it's gonna happen moving mm-hmm. on but people won't even ask the question because you know they weren't raised to ask the questions
1: yeah and, and i mean it's notable that his book is you know kind is heavy
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: and just the fact that if you talk to the right folks in church, they'll say that that's a sin and it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then out of church, it's not even a, well, there's, there's some uh, misaligned kind of quasi church stuff going, but with some men, it's a, uh, it's like a machismo thing Mm. to be like, I don't do that. You know, it's like, dude, it's not something to brag about (laughs) that you don't do that. You know, like I, I provide subpar service. I just want to make <laughs> sure you know off time. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, all right. Let me switch, and we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Um, but so for Thanksgiving, I mean Thanksgiving, I'm Valentine's. Wait, nope, nope, nope. Come back. It's too early for that. What What would you What would be an an amazing Valentine's day for you? Like. Because, you know, there's—you there's, there's you don't really care, right? But if I did, would it be like, okay, well, that was good. That was cool. I like that. Because, you know, there's the typical, right? Mm-hmm. You go out to dinner, stuffed animal of some sort, candy. candy.
0: What would you flowers. be like, okay,
1: this is a, a great Valentine's Day.
0: I mean— What would
1: that look like for you?
0: The fact that I do not— <laughs> really do the thing I don't I don't have that answer for you uh. I've never thought about it I mean like I said earlier I like to look at flowers so those are cool okay. but it's not like oh my gosh it's the best family I've ever mm-hmm. you know? I don't, I don't know. You don't no, I mean, you not, know, and maybe, I see things, so I'm answer. like, oh, that's so cute. That's nice. For them. <laughs> you know, and I mean, like, and then I go to the whole, you know, I'm like, oh, look at all the rose petals. Now who's going to clean all that up? And, oh, you know, yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would have, to let, ask me next year. I'll take this next year to think about it and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I will let you know, but that's not, not a thing. No, I right think this. So yeah.
1: Know. Oh, it might not never be right. Cause Do you like have you say, one like like a perfect Valentine's that you wish I
0: could sweep sweep you off your feet with.
1: I think you know, and I, I'm serious. I ain't trying to be funny or nothing. Like, whenever I can kind of spend as much time as I want with you, without anything hanging over. You know, like we got to get back to
0: or got to go pick up our up life, or, right? Yeah,
1: that. That I love, so I think a great Valentine's would be the kids are gone the day before
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the day after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like when we get up, we don't have to rush
2: right. to
1: you know pick them back up, so we can kind of enjoy our day and then know that we're waking up the next day and just kind of slowly moving back into things.
0: See, I would, I would throw that over into our anniversary mm-hmm. which is like what's the difference yeah with you know what i'm saying valentine's anniversary so i think that's where i would put that extra like this is this is literally our time yeah we picked did we pick the day we didn't really pick the day what? but we oh, picked no. this day yeah we were given this day <laughs> yeah. to celebrate us and our union Yeah So it's like okay Let this be all about us And just You know the it. song
1: Is playing in my head Right right Yeah You yeah.
0: can you can give them A little taste of it No
1: Why?
0: Oh I don't want to get in trouble
1: Right No well, I just don't want to It's um, fun. No I
0: don't mean sing it I mean like You could just drop the sounds In there Boom
1: Ah uh, Maybe I can do that Okay Um, You know we So we had a conversation With Coach Abby And that interview Is coming out later on This month as well mm-hmm. right And she said something about valentine's day and how it's like it's not really a thing for her her day or their day is their anniversary Mm -hmm. and it just made me think you know little known fact right Mm -hmm. that we actually have three dates
0: three yes two three yep Three. yes
1: we picked a date
0: we picked a date
1: a date was picked for us because we won (laughs) a wedding contest another little known we you know you assume why would they know that
0: I mean maybe we've said it before. Long time
1: listener. But yeah, we we won a wedding contest and that was the day that was picked for us to have our wedding, mm-hmm. you know. And then the third day is the we got married with our family, so people wouldn't say nothing about us shacking up. Shacking up. <laughs> Which is that's that is not a well known thing, you know. But yeah. So we don't always do, but it's always in the back of my head.
0: We don't always do. Hold on.
1: All of those dates.
0: Okay. All right. Because yeah. I was trying to work that sentence out.
1: Right. We, we don't hope, always do. We normally do the the publicly acknowledged.
0: Anniversary. Yeah.
1: Anniversary date. But, like, it's always in the back of my head. Like, if I wanted to, you know.
0: You could pop off. Yeah. On a different day. Well, I mean, and it's like, well, one of those is the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, I guess—well, it's not really halfway through, so we got the beginning and the end, and then the other one is—
1: Well, they're pretty close, though. Yeah. They're only, like, two weeks apart, you know, because that's that's what we were and going for. And then the
0: other one is by your birthday.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's the date? I forgot the date. What's the date?
0: The November one? Yeah. It's on paper.
1: Oh, oh, right, right. It sure <laughs> is. Okay. Well, listen, yeah, so that's our that's our tea. That's our business. Bean you know.
0: spilling.
1: So, uh, we're gonna wrap this up because I know y'all got things to get to this evening. I mean, you're assuming so, they're
0: listening to it today, it could be later.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true, but we, we and you that, still so might
0: have things to get to. Go ahead you still yeah, get, get, get to, you to your
1: things. Yes, <laughs> so uh, listen if you are a small business and you have a voicemail system and you want us to be the voice of that, you know, either my 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 beautiful mellifluous, mell- mellifluous voice,
0: mellifluous voice, m.
1: Nope, you don't gotta it. it's okay. okay. It's okay. Or or Quintel's sultry. Sultry. Voice. You was going Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either or send us an email.
0: At two Yeah, see. see? <laughs> Voices at ghostreaders.com.
1: Yep. Also, if you are an author, we would be delighted and honored to voice your book so you can expand your audience and, and, and have more people. Uh, experience your book in a different way. So you can also send us a voicemail, too.
0: Voices at ghostreaders.com
1: And, of course, if you are a speaker, coach, uh, preacher, comedian, anybody who you use your voice for a living, so that means that you should voice your own book, and you're like, yeah, I know I need to. How do I do that? We'd be happy to consult with you and help you with that. Just send us a voicemail, uh, email
0: email to voices at ghostreaders.com
1: all right we gonna um wrap this up and let y'all get to it sound good
0: sound good